everything in the green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntexSportsFan.com. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Brooks again, third straight carry. Oh, oh, he lost the ball. Baylor may have the recovery. Looks like Garmin Randolph fell on the pumpkin. Baylor has the first takeaway of the night. The fumble force recovered by Garmin Randolph. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. On the web at thebaylorclub.com. By Kaleo Wealth Management. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers. 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Tough to, uh, tough to get rushing yards tonight. How much does that put you kind of behind the eight ball of things you want to get done? Yeah, I mean, you look at the stat line and you look at the, I think it was 17 yards rushing and then you look at six sacks and then you look at one out of six on fourth down. And I think those are the, those are the main tells right there. I think that tells the story of basically the whole night. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. Ball goes over on downs. Here's Baron Morton throwing deep. It is intercepted. First play, interception, Baylor. It is Caden Jenkins with another big play for the Bears. uh, Ricky, I'm not sure. That that right there was high-level coverage, ball recognition. (laughs) Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Media Network from Saturday. Coach Aranda with us post game and a rough day at McLean State, rough night at McLean Stadium for the Bears. Give credit to Texas Tech. They uh, they took Baylor to the woodshed, 39-14 the final score. Bears uh, now reach the midpoint of the season, open date in the schedule this Saturday with a 2-4 and four record and uh, – uh, one and two in Big 12 conference play. Welcome in. Glad you're with us on a Monday. Jerry Hill will join us in a bit to talk about all that. Baylor Insider. No uh, Dave Aranda press conference today. We usually run that on Mondays, but no press conference today because it's an open date this Saturday. So, uh, Aaron, uh, it, was, uh, it was a tough, tough weekend for the Bears. Great crowd, great atmosphere with the gold out, but Baylor just not able to, uh, you know, withstand uh, in several areas, uh, not the least of which the blocking up front, where they couldn't run the ball very well, and uh, six sacks uh, by Texas Tech in the game. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, unfortunately. Try it, another mic there. Yeah, no, it, this is something wrong with my mic. I don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, All right, figure that out and let me know when you got it. But uh, it was a rough night for the Bears. Open let me see if this one works okay. There we go. How about that one? What they do? Switch things around on you? Okay, I think you can hear me now. Yeah, I got you. I don't know what's wrong with that mic. No, but I mean it's it's and it the the most disappointing thing is that again they came out didn't seem fired up, whereas Texas Tech did, and fell behind and were behind most of the game, and that's been a common thing every every game except for Long Island. 
and and especially in the Texas and Texas Tech games, the opposing teams on the road came out just super pumped and ready to play. And with Baylor, you're like, oh, okay, they're relaxed, you know, they're, because you don't see a lot of the visible excitement that you saw on the other sidelines right. or as much. And it just didn't seem to be the – well, it didn't turn out to be the case. It did, yeah. They weren't ready. Both games, they were non-competitive. And they really were. And there was – I don't know. I, it, neither one of those, both of those games, they were dominated pretty much from the start to the finish of the game. And in year four of Coach Aranda, that's the most disappointing thing. Yeah, tough to see and uh, a really tough loss. Now, the extra time before they can get back on the field and show what they're working on again, uh, they'll play at Cincinnati Saturday week, October 21st. That, by the way, has been set for an 11 a.m. kickoff central time noon Eastern time for Baylor at Cincinnati. Um, Jerry Hill again will join us, and we'll talk about all that, his thoughts on that, plus uh, touch on the other sports as well. Um, from the weekend, Oklahoma State beat Kansas State 29-21 on Friday night. That's a really good win for the Cowboys to uh, to win at home over uh, you know, a Kansas team, Kansas State team, the defending Big 12 champs. So really good win for Oklahoma State. Saturday, of course, the uh, Red River rivalry game, Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, with us playing uh, a night game on Saturday, I was able to kind of kind of take my time and watch that game, most of the game on Saturday. Aaron, that was a really good game between those two, Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, it was, it was really fun to watch and – I can't say that I was actually rooting for either team, but the team that I preferred to win won, so that was good. <laughs> yeah, I took a drive, a last-minute drive to do it. Dylan Gabriel, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week, he led that drive. I think it was five plays, uh, 75 yards a minute, two off the clock to get in the end zone to get the game-winning score. So, uh, so now the conversation becomes that Oklahoma moves up to number five in the AP poll this week. They were 12th. Texas drops from third to ninth. So OU, the highest-ranked Big 12 team, the only remaining unbeaten team in the league. And now the, the conversation almost immediately becomes, oh, now we'll get a rematch between these two in the Big 12 championship game, which if you think about that, you know, right now those are the top two teams. Who knows, you know, by December 2nd if that will be the case. But it is almost like a, uh, from a Big 12 perspective, almost a worst-case scenario <laughs> if you get the two teams that are leaving the league after this year uh, that would be matched up in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that there's anyone that's not a fan of Texas and Oklahoma that wants to see that. Right. You know, that is. That is. That's the worst. And, look, people would get over it and – you know, it just become one of those little factoids. But for the next year, that's all you would hear is Texas and Oklahoma on their way out, you know, played in the Big 12 championship yep. game. So yep. hopefully somebody can take one of the, at least one of those spots. And it still could happen. I mean, we're at the midpoint of yeah, the season, right? Yeah, a long right? way to go, yeah. Right, right. I mean, right now, those would be the two in the championship game and would really be uh, the best representatives from the Big 12 to meet each other. So... Uh, but there's a lot of football still to be played um, before we get to December 2nd. So OU, a big win there. Remember last year, uh, Texas beat OU 49 to nothing. 49 to nothing. 
And this year, Oklahoma uh, comes back and wins over Texas. So, big win for the Sooners. They're at 6-0 and on the season, as we said, ranked number five in the nation. Uh, Kansas uh, destroyed UCF. 51-22 was the final score there. Kansas with the win. Still just one loss on the year. They are sitting at 5-1 and on the season, 2-1 and in Big 12 conference play. Uh, UCF drops to 0-3 in the league. Uh, Iowa State wins at home over TCU on Saturday. Uh, 27 to 14 was that score. That is a big, big win for Iowa State, much like the uh, the Oklahoma State win over K-State. Uh, that's uh, as big a win, uh, maybe bigger, for Iowa State to beat TCU. Absolutely. And for, you know, as bad a headspace as most Baylor fans are in, you know, TCU's got to be at the same place except, they're not two years removed from a Big 12 championship, and they're, you know, less than, what, six months removed from a, maybe a little more, but That's true. Than, than, a, than a conference championship game appearance and a national title game appearance. That's and, true. Yeah. And they are really struggling as well. Iowa State's better than people thought they would be, especially after losing Hunter Decker and they're starting running back and multiple offensive and defensive linemen to that betting scandal. They give give Coach Campbell credit, and he's done an incredible job to get them not only competitive but beating some teams that nobody gave them a chance to beat, including me, and that includes that their win over TCU on Saturday. Yeah, that's exactly right. Iowa State gets to three and three overall. They're two and one in the conference. TCU drops to three and three. They are one and two in the Big Twelve. Uh, same record as Baylor. So, big win there for Iowa State. And then our game was Saturday night, uh, Texas Tech over Baylor, 39-14, the final score. So, that's the right impressive. They're now up two games to none on Baltimore. They'll uh, go for the clincher tomorrow night back in Arlington or in Arlington as the series shifts to Arlington. Incredible. So, no no game today, but Rangers could uh, clinch it uh, with one more win and it could come in their home ballpark tomorrow night. Yeah, and uh, as Drake said on his show before yours, and I echo the sentiment, the Rangers saved my sports weekend <laughs> because it was pretty bad. And, and and my Robinson Rockets got a district win. That was nice. Um, Waco High, not so much. Uh, they had a tough weekend, and their weekend was similar to Baylor and the Cowboys, <laughs> which made my sports weekend not very enjoyable. But the Rangers winning both of their games certainly made up for a lot of that. And now they can clinch it with Evaldi on the mound for them, who was unhittable almost in his first appearance in, in the playoffs. It looks like he's back. He's always been better in the playoffs. And uh, he proved that in the first series against Tampa Bay. So we'll see if he can close it out. If he can, we, I'm just blown away by – I'm already blown away by what the Rangers have accomplished this season. But if they can make the American League Championship Series – they are so far ahead of schedule, it's not even yeah. funny. And you got to remember, they will have made the American League Championship Series with two Cy Young winners on the injured reserve. Huh. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so really impressive there. And just their lineup, their hitting lineup. Yes. You know, was, was it a five-run, <laughs> what was it, second or third inning against the Orioles yesterday? Mm-hmm. You know, just kept handing the bat to the next guy. So really impressive. Cody Bradford got the win. He came in in relief, the Baylor grad. Uh, was credited with the win yesterday, so that's really cool to see Cody contributing 
to the uh, to the Rangers' success in the season and now in the postseason as well. Uh, Astros then played uh, the next game or the night game last night. And I uh, watched uh, the majority of that game last night. Twins put it on them, uh, Minnesota winning over Houston. So that series is now one game apiece. They have split their first two games and a day off today and going to Minnesota for game three coming up tomorrow. So, and the Cowboys, you mentioned the Cowboys, uh, took a loss to the San Francisco 49ers. I didn't, I didn't watch one minute of that game <laughs> last night. I was just, I was watching the Astros and enjoying uh, playoff baseball and, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't watch one minute of it. So, that's uh, that's a snapshot of uh, some of the weekend. Uh, one interesting thing I noticed: uh, Adam Amin was doing play-by-play for the Astros game on Fox on FS1, and at one point he made reference to. Uh, it was middle of the game, maybe, and he made reference to. Uh, and we know a lot of you are, are watching the Cowboys game tonight. Uh, it's at halftime now. Here's an update on where we are here. And I thought <laughs> immediately, if you're watching the Cowboys game, you're probably you're probably a Cowboys fan and not going to check on a Houston team, you know, uh, playing in another sport. Or if you're an Astros fan, you're probably not uh, switching between the Astros and the Cowboys. Well, yeah, there's, I do know a few people who are Cowboys and Astros fans. Yes, uh, RJ uh-huh. Ochoa, blogging the boys, is one. Yeah. But very few. It, it really is two fan bases that overlap very little, especially exactly. for being in the same state. Yeah, almost mutually exclusive. Almost, Absolutely, not completely. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, David Kay was at that Astros game last night, and uh, you know said that they just never had a crowd, never had a chance to get going. Really, they fell behind one nothing, then it was three to nothing. They were playing catch up all night. Carlos Correa, the former Astro, had a, a big game for the Twins, helping them to that win. All right, let's uh, take a break. Back with more in just a moment. As we said, Jerry Hill will join us coming up in a bit. We look forward to that. John Morris Show on a Monday, brought to you in part by Alan Samuels. Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. It's an open date for Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears coming up this Saturday. Then back in action Saturday, October 21st, taking on Big 12 newcomer Cincinnati in the Queen City. Join John, JJ, and Ricky from Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati for all the play-by-play of the Bears and the Bearcats right here on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you're a small business owner, you know the value of trusted advice. We're here to build a relationship with you and help navigate the financial complexities you may encounter. Your success is our passion. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes, and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. The source for Baylor athletic news and information. ESPN Central Texas. 
Dust off your boots, Waco, and come to the one and only Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo presented by HEB at the Extra Co Event Center. The fair fun begins October 5th through the 15th, and this year's One Hot Rodeo presented by AIP Energy will have some of the bravest cowboys and cowgirls we've ever seen. Professional bull riding, calf roping, barrel racing, mutton-busting buckaroos, and much more. Gear up for the rowdiest rodeo in town. Get your tickets at hotfair.com today. We'll see you there. Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. Welcome back to John Morris Show on a Monday, beautiful day, weather-wise here in Central Texas. Hope uh, hope you can get out and take advantage of that. I walked from our building over to uh, to campus to Penland for lunch today, and just a nice walk over there. You know, you don't get all sweaty and <laughs> come back and need a shower. So really, really nice, uh, beautiful weather as it was uh, on Saturday at McLean Stadium. Aaron, I wish you could have been out there. It was uh, you know never hot during the day and then cooled off being a night game and was uh 50 degrees when i was driving home after the game on saturday oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah that is uh that's pretty cool so it, really like, really, really nice cool, not you know <laughs> i know what you mean <laughs> no pun intended exactly but yeah I, I uh before i before i left the house i let let the dog out and it was all, almost exactly 70 degrees and I was like, okay, I can get used to this. Right. Stay like this for about three months. It won't, but <laughs> right. I do enjoy it as much as I can. I went and walked last night. so, And that was, like you said, it was the first time you could really walk. And I walked four miles, and you're not losing two pounds of sweat. Right. You know, it's just a nice, <laughs> nice time of the year to get outside and do things. 86 is the predicted high today, but that'll be uh, about as hot as it gets all week. Well, actually, later in the week, um, 87 on Thursday, 89 on Friday. But low 80s the next couple of days, 77 for the high on Saturday. So um, if, if you folks listening to us, like Bruce in Cincinnati or David Chandler in Denver, if you're listening to us and think we make too much about the uh, the weather turning, uh, yeah, we're not because it is a big deal when we finally get to this point in the season and the weather finally does break and we get some weather like this. Yeah, it's uh, it's perfect. Yep, yeah, it's perfect. Uh, well, <laughs> I was going to say Baylor football needs the off week. I don't think that there's much doubt about that. You know, it's coming at a great time. It's just not coming at a great time weather-wise because you never know what it's going to be like in two weeks in right. Texas. <laughs> this is so it would be so great to have a home game this Saturday with this weather, but oh, you know, yeah, uh, may hopefully it'll last two weeks at least. 
Let's hope. Yep, we're in a good stretch right now. Really good. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, Jerry Hill will join us. We always look forward to visiting with him, getting, uh, well, a few from the Hill, from Jerry Hill. Jerry uh, on staff here in the athletic department, Baylor Insider, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on football and everything else that is going on with Baylor Athletics. Jerry Hill, after a break, we are brought to you in part by Alliance Bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, two locations in Waco, one in Temple and one in Georgetown, that is Alliance Bank. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, closed today, quiet today after a a huge weekend, Uh, the Friday Night Live, the game day tailgate, the uh, Baylor brunch yesterday, Uh, so Monday is a day to catch their breath and then they're right back at it. Uh, with breakfast, lunch, and dinner tomorrow and through the remainder of the week. Check it out on the web, thebaylorclub.com. And we're brought to you in part by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. D'Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. The Baylor Coaches Show, this Wednesday, beginning at 7 p.m., live from Rudy's in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Wednesday live from Rudy's and hear from soccer head coach Michelle Leonard and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. That's this Wednesday from 7 till 8 p.m. live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Come check out the end-of-summer clearance sale at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. Many of our boats are now priced as low as they can go. You don't want to miss out on these incredible deals. Also, for a limited time, we're offering free accessories packages worth up to $2,750 with select Yamaha boats. Imagine the satisfaction you would feel owning a new boat. Visit our website, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com, or Google Marineland Boating Center. You can see in our reviews why we are the highest-rated boating center in Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Listen to the John Moore Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. 
1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. Listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now with his boogie shoes on and ready to talk Baylor athletics, here's Jerry Hill with John Morris. Welcome back on a Monday. Jerry Hill joining us. Uh, Aaron, I, I don't know that any guest we have on as a regular uh, has their own theme song, but I think that's as close as it comes right there, isn't it? And I, I don't know that – well, I mean, we have some great guests. Sure. Jerry's on every week, and it's really – you have to be very – I'll just say you have to be very deserving to have your own theme song, theme that's song true. on the John Moore Show. That's true. That's true. And Jerry is, and Jerry joins us now. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. 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 It's Monday morning, ready to go. You know, <laughs> it's two in the afternoon. That's it's right. Not morning anymore. But that's right. I'm I'm o and I'm o and o for the week though. That's, that's good. That's, that's a good, good way start. to look at it. <laughs> zero and zero for the week. Can you really do that? Are we really a zero and zero right now? Sure. Okay. That's the way I'm feeling. Okay. I'm zero. I, well, some people would say I'm just zero, but <laughs> I'm zero and zero for the week. That's gotcha. what I'm going to say. All right, let's talk football, yep. and uh, you wrote about this, uh, the significance of three numbers, <laughs> six, yeah. five, yeah. and 17. Yes, sir. Tell everybody the significance of those numbers. And, and Dave brought those up specifically, and he said they kind of told the story of the game, and they really did, John, if you look at it. Um, six sacks, yeah. 45 yards and losses. Ooh. You know, that's that's the thing with Blake is, you know, there's no none of these, like, two-yard sacks. <laughs> right. They're usually nine, <laughs> ten-yard sacks. So six sacks, um, and then the five was actually one for six. So five misses on fourth, fourth down. down right. Yeah, one for six on fourth down. That was a killer. Um, one of them was in the red zone. One of them was deep in your own territory, which led to – Tech's last touchdown. So just really struggled on fourth down, obviously. And then the 17 was the net yards rushing. Mm. Uh, You can't win. You probably won't win with 17 net yards rushing, particularly in this offense, because you need to be able to run the ball. You know, there's some offenses, some spreads where maybe you don't need to run the ball as much. I think in this offense, you really need it. And it, and, and I think it helps the passing game as well if you can get a little bit of a running game oh, established. Gosh, yes. And they just never could. Um, I, I don't remember the longest run, maybe seven or eight yards. Might have been Dawson Pendergrass. Yeah. 
he had a nice run. But uh, but I remember Dominic's uh, Dominic Richardson's longest run was seven. Okay. So we just, like I said, just never could you know get it going because even if you took the sacks out, I guess it would be 62 yards on 24 carries. That's not good. Yeah. You know, that's a little over two yards per attempt. So got to be able to establish the run better. But, yeah, I think those three things really told the story of that game. And then on the flip side, Tech was able to really run the ball at will. I mean, um, Taj Brooks wound up with 170 yards. Uh, Baylor had one sack, and I, John, I, I'll be honest, I had to look up to see who that was. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I had not even noticed him being out there. And Brendan Betts, yeah. uh, freshman out of Colleen, so um, I'm not sure how much he had played before then, but had the had Baylor's only sack, and and you know, like I said, Tech was able to run the ball really well. So um, again, I think that was the difference in the game, and then they were better on third and fourth down as well. So if you look just at those comparisons, you know, passing yards, uh, Baylor had more but you know everything else um it 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 favored tech 39 14 the final score and talking about running the ball richard reese wasn't in there much in the second half did did uh dave ever it did not say yeah did not say anything in the post game but i noticed that as well um and figured that was a little bit of why dawson was in there as much as he was and it could have been just production i mean richard had not you know done very well well he only had uh, what do you have? Four carries for the for the day, you know, four yards. And they were all, I think, first fairly half. early, yeah. yeah. So, um, and and again, it may have had something to do with Texas defense, you know, that it it would maybe take more of a little bit of a power back. I don't know. Like I said, Dawson had the best run of the day, and and then Dominic is obviously a little bigger guy, so maybe they just felt like uh, they could have more production, you know, with those guys. So, yeah. A week after, uh, Richard Big had run day. for 100, 100 yards. Right. Had his, had his first 100-yard uh, game of the of the season, 16 carries, 100 yards, and really looked good last yeah. week. I thought he was able to kind of wiggle through holes and stuff. And my only guess is those holes weren't there. Yeah. You know, there I wasn't even right. a little bit of a gap there. So, um, you know, again, uh, the offensive line obviously struggled, six sacks. And just really couldn't get the running game going at all. So I think it starts there. Not putting it all on the offensive line, but I think that was a big part of it. Is you, you can't run and you can't pass a, and you can't protect the quarterback. So that's a that's a bad combination. We talked a lot Saturday about uh, not a great scenario going into an mm-hmm. open date off right. a loss like this. Yep. Now you just have to kind of sit with yep. this loss for two weeks till you play Cincinnati. Yeah, and I think um, the bye week in itself, I think, comes at a good time because yeah. you do have a chance to heal up a little bit because, you know, they've been banged up. We know that. Dominic hasn't been 100%, and there's other guys that are still trying to get back or, you know, got hurt and, you know, need some time to heal. So I think it comes at a good time for that. But, boy, you just didn't want to, you know, go into the bye with this kind of loss. You know, I I think, uh, like you said, they sit with it here for now, you know, two weeks and I think on the positive end or trying to look at it as a positive way, I think this gives them a chance to fix some things where if you'd come off a win, maybe you're, you know, maybe you're not thinking that way. Yeah. I think this staff would. I think this staff would still see, you know, the problems and try to fix it. But, you know, now you, you're kind of forced to, John. You, you have to look and see, and, and Dave talked about it a little bit after the game of, you know, we've got to see what's working. And, and kind of focus in on those and 
and and if stuff's not working, maybe we need to throw it out. That kind of thing. You know, I, I think what you have to do, you have to do a really serious self evaluation. And I think they do that throughout the year, but this gives them a really good chance because most of your week, your game week, is focused on the other team. Yeah. This gives you at least this week to just focus in, look at yourself. What things can we fix? What things do we need to do more of that that is working? You know, that's that's another way to look at it is what things are working. Maybe we need to focus more on those. But I think, too, you try to fix the problems you have. Um, so I think that's what they'll do this week, and then they'll look at Cincinnati next week. I think the schedule for the week is the team is off Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. They'll practice Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday is the Bear Bowl, oh. which the younger players, okay. you know, yeah. get a practice. Yeah. And then they're off Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then they come back Sunday, and then they're into game week again. Yeah. So, And it comes, you know, at the exact midpoint right. of the season. Right. That's, a, that's good timing from that aspect. Yeah, like I said, I think for six weeks you've been, you know, kind of in the trenches and banged up and, you know, just – that's with everybody. That's with every team midway through the season six weeks into the season i think everybody has its aches and pains and all that and so this does give you that week to try to you know get rid of some of those get everybody healthy and look ahead to next week uh you know with the road trip to cincinnati think which uh, i hope i'm on you know well still still to be determined apparently i think no i think you're good <laughs> someone else on our crew right, will tell you right, different but right. i think you're good um, we got some younger players that are really, you know, making names for themselves. Yeah. Uh, to me, most notably, Caden Jenkins, Jenkins yeah. had a very athletic interception. So two interceptions in in back to back weeks. Yeah, uh, I, I think he is really, yeah. really playing well. He is, John. I, I can't think of particularly a freshman on the defensive side that's played that well recently. You know, I mean, he's he is playing at an elite level. He's got that kind of NFL size, six one. You know, a bigger, you know, kid. And, and uh, yeah, you're right. I think he's played amazing, uh, particularly for a freshman. Even on the touchdown that he gave up, I believe it might have been to the tight end, he was right there. Yeah. I mean, you know, just a perfect pass from Baron Morton. But, you know, Caden's defense was really good. And then, obviously, he had the interception. Yeah, John, I went back and looked. Um, so, you know, take out Garrison Grimes, two fumble recoveries. So the defense has had eight freshmen have had six of those eight. Oh, wow. Really? That's really good, you yeah. know, because obviously Caden's had three with two interceptions right. and the fumble, but uh, Carl Williams has had an interception. Yeah. Kyler, Kyler Jordan, Jordan, a redshirt freshman, but he's had an interception, and then Trey Wilson, mm. a fumble recovery. Yeah. So that's, I mean, again, it's this has been a tough start. Nobody's going to sugarcoat that. But when you see stuff like that, you know they're coming. They're already playing really well, but those are guys that are freshmen playing this well. So I think you can kind of look to the future and say, we've got these guys, and they're going to be maybe the guys that we build around for the future. Yeah, that's very good. All right, let's uh, touch on some of the other sports. most notably men's golf playing yep. in the Big 12 uh, match play that started today. How's that going so far? Yeah, they uh, they beat UCF this morning 4-1, to one, so beat them pretty handily. And then they're up on Iowa State 3-1. Uh, to one. Iowa State, is, I believe, is the 11 seed. Uh, UCF was the 6th. So it was bracketed, I think, into four groups maybe. And uh, so Baylor was the three seed overall but was um, – seated number one basically in its grouping so they're leading iowa state and i'm trying to remember who else is in that group i can do a quick look here so baylor is in pool c and the other ones in there 
are uh, Iowa State, as I said, UCF, and TCU okay. is the fourth team in that one. So, um, you know, Baylor's done well in this tournament. They've already won. Uh, they won the first one, so they've won two of the first, like, five or six tournaments and, and, and like I said, in good position in this one. So good to see them playing well. And the women are at uh, Chapel Hill. Um, had a decent first round. I think they were 11 over. Had a couple players at one over for the round, so they're in the top 20. So not a bad start for them. Um, you know, I know Jay Goble wants more from them, but it's another one of these really good tournaments. I believe they're maybe in 10th place, but um, not a bad opening round. And, and, you know, they're in position where nobody had a great round So I'm, I'm with the other teams. So it's not like they're way out of it or anything. So, uh, yeah, good start for them. Very good. Soccer on a nice yeah. little roll. They won twice last week. Yeah, it was yeah. a good week. Um, you know, and I think – um, you know, when they beat uh, Iowa State Thursday, I felt good, um, you know, about their It was 4-2. Right. So they really got a lot of goals. That was fun. Uh, Taylor Isgrig, uh, Tyler Isgrig played really well. That's the TCU transfer. She had two goals and an assist. Um, so I, I felt good about it coming out of that, just making the Big 12 tournament. But then you, you then you go and win at UCF. I mean, now they're kind of like in the middle of the pack and with a chance to move up. Yeah. So, And I think they've got some winnable games left, John. They play Cincinnati here on Thursday. They do go to TCU, which that will be tough uh, on Sunday. But then they finish uh, on the road at Houston, and Houston's one of the – um, bottom team so you know if they can get two more wins they, they can actually move up and have maybe a better seed for the big 12 tournament and with a chance to you know if you do something at the big 12 tournament to make the ncaa tournament wow, so a big turnaround right. obviously from last year when you won four games right in michelle leonard's second season right. and uh she will be one of our guests on the baylor coaches show coming up on wednesday right. uh volleyball hosted kansas state right. uh split with the wildcats pretty amazing isn't it when 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 you play those back to backs, yeah. how good Coach Ryan McGuire and the Bears are in that on that second yeah. night. Yeah, they're they're almost unbeatable. Yeah. I think they've lost once, fifteen and one to now. Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know when they were ranked probably number one or something. So yeah, fifteen and one on the second day of those back to backs. Right, and I think John four of those would have been when they lost the first night so you know coming back and winning the second because and that's kind of ryan's deal is you know the better team wins on the second day and i think he's right about that but their ability to bounce back even when they do lose on that first night is really incredible uh tough loss um that first night against k-state a five-setter um, you know, you felt like you had all the momentum. Right, you, won the, right. you won the three and four, and you're kind of in. You know, I I just wonder what the odds are of teams that win that three and four come back from a two set deficit and then still lose in the yeah. fifth. Because I think most times you would see teams just build on that momentum and maybe even kind of dominate the fifth set. To K State's credit, they they were really good, John. Um, number two, I think Carter. Leah Carter, I believe, she was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like she, she kind of reminds you a little bit of Yasiana, just the way she can jump and hey, easy now. That's no, that's no, no, pretty no. high price. Okay, <laughs> like a smaller, okay. less talented version <laughs> okay. of Yasiana. You know, you're you're treading there on uh, kind of holy I was ground. just I was just really impressed by her. Right. I, you know, and she kind of carried them the second night as well. Uh, Baylor won, you know, despite her. But Baylor came back and won in four sets. Played really well. Uh, saved the third set. I didn't think they played really well in the third set, but uh, just a good match overall. Lise McGee played well. Manuela Bibbin Bay 
played really well. Riley Simpson, both nights, really came in late and kind of gave them a lift. So she's been that's kind of been her role lately is she'll come in a little bit later and kind of give them a spark, you know, off the bench. So that's been that's been cool to see. Very and good. they're still ranked. They're number 20th. So oh. fell two spots okay. um, even after the home split. But they're uh, ranked 20th in the nation uh, going into this week. That's a lot of respect. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're just a game just or barely two barely over 500. 500. Yeah. yeah. So they're, yeah, and they're definitely getting that respect. And then, John, when you think about their losses, I mean, Minnesota, Wisconsin, I mean, they've m- mainly lost to top 20 teams. BYU. Um, BYU. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think that's part of it is the schedule. Um, but at some point, you got to you got to get some sweeps, and you got to right. beat some of these teams that you should beat. So, I think they have Cincinnati this week. This is the Cincinnati week. Some yeah, soccer is playing right. them, I believe, on Thursday, and, and volleyball gets them Thursday and Friday, maybe. Right, right. so up there. Yeah, it's uh, it's Baylor Cincinnati week, um, and then Baylor Cincinnati football next week. Yeah. So we're just kind of we're getting to know our our new neighbors really well. Welcome to the Big yeah, Twelve. Absolutely, <laughs> very good. All right, uh, anything else? Any other sports to check on? Gosh, John, what what else we got? We covered most of those. I don't know when good. cross country goes again. I think they're they're, they're getting, running at the uh, Arturo Barrios A and M at A and M. That's what I just I just say they're running at A and M at A and M. Right, right. <laughs> I think I think that's it. And then I think that's their last one before the Big Twelve meet. Okay. So kind of a last tune up uh, before they start postseason. So yeah, everybody's seems like everybody's going. Uh, tennis. Uh, the men played at the ITA All American. Last week, and I know Teddy Paraluk, um got a first-round win in the main draw. So, um, yeah, good showing by them. They had some get through the pre-qualifier and qualifier, so a good week for them overall. And then the, the women hosted a smaller tournament here and, and had some good results. So, yeah, everybody's going, John. That's good. Everybody's going, and basketball's about to get going. Basketball, I mean, <laughs> we're, what, less than – Less than a month? Uh, yeah. Less than a month, yeah, yeah, from the season opener. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, November 6th for the women, November 7th for the men on the road. So. And what, about uh, less than three months away from the foster? Oh, that's right. Getting excited Keeps about coming. that. My man uh, Greg Bruner had his seat selection earlier okay. today. So he did said he get good seats? Well. He did. I think okay. he got very good seats. Okay. And I said, so how was the process? And he, I said, was it painless? And he said, smooth as could be. Smooth. So that's good to hear. It's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. that that's. I am excited about that, John. Yeah. No, I really am. Just, it's been fun kind of seeing it go up. But yeah, it'll be fun actually playing games in there. I know it's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Thank you very much. Good to see you. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Insider. Always appreciate his insight into uh, everything Baylor athletics. Take a break. Back with more in just a moment. We'll look ahead. We'll wrap things up in the 2 o'clock hour and uh, share some birthdays with you also. Oh, we got a big birthday from the Baylor basketball staff today. So we'll give you all that when we come back. Hey, we appreciate you being with us. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. That new location, 2003 South Loop 340 and Highway 6 in Waco. A location in Bryan as well. The, the great thing is they've got this new location, so much more space to serve you better. But it's the same expertise going back to uh, when they started in 1943. So check it out. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Remember, they deliver and unload. And they're on the web at pioneerboys.com. 
It's an open date for Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears coming up this Saturday. Then back in action Saturday, October 21st, taking on Big 12 newcomer Cincinnati in the Queen City. Join John, JJ, and Ricky from Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati for all the play-by-play of the Bears and the Bearcats right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. I'm living the life that I lived before I started having knee pain 10 years ago. Meet Julie, a woman who makes the most of every moment in life. But over the last years, those moments were filled with agonizing pain until she discovered QC Kinetics. Finally, the pain got so bad that people around me are like, oh, when are you getting your knee replaced? I was walking, hobbling. I listened to my last QC Kinetics commercial and I said, I'm done. I got to find out about this. What Julie found out was QC Kinetics treats osteoarthritis with regenerative therapies, taking your body's own healing properties and concentrating them in the areas where you feel pain, helping heal and restore those damaged areas. No harmful steroids, surgery, or downtime. It changed how I'm living. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. Get back your life before the pain. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes, and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walk Waco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. Back with this final segment, John Morris Show on a Monday. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Aaron, what do you guys have planned between 3 and 6 this afternoon? 
Well, we will uh, we will be talking a lot about the two uh, lopsided losses over the weekend, Baylor football and the Cowboys last night. We will also be talking about the Rangers, who won the first two games of their series with the Orioles and now are one game away from the American League Championship Series, plus any breaking news that comes up. And no confirmation yet, but we may have a very special guest. Oh, nice. Love a tease like that. Very good. All right, so keep it here for the Matt Mosley Show coming up next, 3 to 6. Remember Drake Toll, weekdays uh, noon to 2, and Ward White's 11 to noon every day now. So we just got you covered. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. We uh, mentioned our coaches show on Wednesday. Uh, Michelle Leonard will be with us, Baylor soccer coach, and Scott Drew will be with us. So that'll be fun, and hope you can make plans to join us either in person at Rudy's on the Circle in Waco or here on ESPN Central Texas or uh, video, uh, the live stream on the KCEN website uh, for each and every Baylor Coaches Show. All right, um, uh, mentioned some birthdays today. Lead off uh, John Jacus from Baylor Men's Basketball. Happy birthday to Coach Jacus today. Uh, it's Richard Goff's birthday today. Richard at Richard Carr Motors. Great guy. Happy birthday to him. Uh, Richard Goff's birthday uh, today. Amber Corcoran uh, was working with us. Just left uh, Baylor Athletics. Wish her well, but it's Amber's birthday today. Uh, it's Tom Waden's birthday. Tom uh, volunteers a lot, works with a lot of our stat, cr- stat crews. Happy birthday to him. Uh, Marcus Cooper's birthday. Marcus worked at KWTX way back. Nick Canizales' birthday. Nick worked at KCEN-TV doing sports. It is his birthday today as well. Uh, Let me look, Aaron, at one other list and see if I'm leaving anybody off. Uh, I think that's uh, Ron Roberts' birthday, uh, a former defensive coordinator here at Baylor. Now, where is he? Is he at Auburn now? Yes, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Coach Ron Roberts, his birthday today as well. So happy birthday to uh, all of them. Who would you add to the birthday list, Aaron? We will start with Annika Storenstam, 10-time LPGA major winner, 8-time LPGA player of the year. She turns 52 today. Quantum Leap star and I believe Major League 3 or one of the terrible sequels. Scott Bakula, he turns 69 today. Tony Shaloub, star of Monk, and way back in the day, he was also one of the stars of Wings. He turns 70. Sharon Osborne, who was a co-host of The Talk for almost a decade. She was also on AGT for a few years. Married to Ozzy Osborne, obviously. She turns 70. Jackson Brown turns 74 today. And the greatest middle linebacker in the history of the NFL, oh, Mike Singletary, Mike Singletary. joins <laughs> He turns 64 years old today. That's why I laughed when you said, I don't think I forgot anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just like, yeah, yes, yeah. you did. I got it. Ah, <laughs> I'm glad you covered that. Good grief. How did I miss Mike Singletary today? Still one of the uh, the most fun uh, uh, lunch with legends we've ever had was right. with Mike back in April. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there's been – a lot of talk about great Chicago linebackers in the last week with the passing of Dick Butkus, obviously. And uh, today being Mike Singletary's birthday, 
let's remember that they had two of the greatest of all time yeah, yeah. on the Bears teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, pretty incredible, actually, when you think about it. They may have two of the top three middle linebackers of all time that have been in their organization. Oh, my gosh. That might be right. Well, Mike or his wife Kim posted a picture last week when uh, uh, when Ditka passed away, and it was um, – it was Mike, and it was Brian Erlacher. Oh, God, I forgot yeah. about Yeah, Urlacher. Brian Erlacher yeah, in there as well. They, so. They're kind of like the Cowboys with quarterbacks. Like, yeah. They just seem to always find a new one, and they don't have one right now. The Bears at middle linebacker, not the Cowboys at quarterback, although – after last night, that's pretty hot, hot being pretty hotly debated. But <laughs> yeah, you know they, you know, you went from Dick Budkus to Singletary to Erlocker, like the Cowboys, you know, went from Dandy Don to Stallback to Aikman to Tony Romo yeah, to yeah. Dak Prescott. It's it's pretty remarkable. That is pretty amazing. Yeah, I said Dick, but I meant Dick Butkus. Sure. So uh, pretty uh, pretty good legacy there at uh, at middle linebacker. For the Chicago Bears. All right, uh, is that it? Is that the list? That's it. All right, thanks for picking up Mike Singletary. That's a good one. Would hate to uh, go through birthdays today <laughs> and not mention him. So, uh, so very fun there. Uh, when we had that lunch with a legend, I reached out to you know several people like Walter who played with him and uh, Mike's wife Kim and said, hey, you got any good, uh, you know, kind of backstories that would be good to bring up for Mike? And Kim was great. She was very forthcoming with a couple of <laughs> stories. One was uh, one was uh, related to uh, Icy Hot, and when Mike went to his first Pro Bowl, some of the guys who'd been there before, let's just say put some Icy Hot oh. in the spot where, yeah, 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 <laughs> that's right. That- so that was a pretty good story. And Mike kind of looked at – I brought that up, and he kind of looked at me, you know, sideways like, where did you find out about that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that was pretty good. So really, really fun. And, and what a great guy and what a great representative of Baylor Mike Singletary is. All right, we're going to move out of here. We appreciate you uh, being with us. Uh, Mention Coach Scott Drew on the Baylor Coaches Show on Wednesday. Uh, we will be uh, gone to Dallas tomorrow. Aaron, it's after the radio show. It's a dinner in Dallas. So I'll be with you tomorrow, and then we go to Dallas, and we've got uh, the road tour, uh, the comedy troupe uh, of Nikki Collin and Scott Drew. Uh, one more stop on the Texas tour up in Dallas comes up tomorrow night. We look forward to that. And then uh, I, I know many of you have on your schedule already Wednesday over the lunch hour the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame induction luncheon. That comes up this Wednesday, the 11th. Uh, Each school from the old Southwest Conference will have uh, an inductee to the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame, part of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. For Baylor, it's Terry Teagle. Uh, Remember I told you I saw Terry last week at the uh, luncheon with Coach Drew and Coach Collin in Houston. And Terry will be here for that coming up on Wednesday. But that will be a lot of fun. You know, the Texas Sports Hall of Fame does such a good job with these uh, you know, with the luncheons, the inductions, and the selection of these uh, all-time greats. So Terry Teagle representing Baylor in the Southwest Conference uh, Hall of Fame induction luncheon comes up on Wednesday. All right, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is coming up next. We appreciate you being with us. Thanks to Jerry Hill, who was on with us. If you missed any or all of that or would like to share it with someone, 
Aaron has it up on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com or just search social media at 1660 ESPN. Check it out there, and thanks to Jerry. And Aaron, thanks to you, and I'll see you in studio tomorrow. Stay tuned. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Come by. Let's be friends. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central.